Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. You know, I've got some really good news for you because life is a mirror for your deepest beliefs, your deepest desires. Now, I got some bad news for you. Life is the perfect mirror for your deepest beliefs and your deepest desires. So the ones we like works great. We mirror that in our lives. The ones that we don't like, we can turn away, but the mirror is still there. And those mirrors are kind of like shadows. They chase us, don't they? When I was um, young, I remember going to a church or uh, a company picnic and my our whole family went it was my dad's big company and they put on a beautiful picnic i mean they had all kinds of food and games and all kinds of things and everyone was winning things i mean the little children were looking for pennies through the the sawdust remember those games and every age group was having all these games and everyone was winning except me I didn't win anything and I didn't say anything but then on the way home and everyone and in the car my brothers are showing all the things they won and I'm like I started crying and my mom says what's wrong I said I didn't win anything and I didn't recognize it then it wasn't until later that I recognized, much later actually, that I decided deep down, I created a belief that I'm not a winner. Do you know how that affected my mirror in life? It's like I could buy all the lottery tickets in the world and the machine would break that week or something because it didn't fit my belief system. And God, this universe, is the perfect mirror. It gives us what we desire and believe on the deepest level. So it is the good news because that means if you're aware of this, you know that it is possible to expand. How this works is the conscious mind, as you probably know, is kind of like the tip of the iceberg. It's the smallest part of the iceberg, and it's the only part you can see, but it really isn't where the power of the iceberg is. The unconscious or subconscious mind is like the submerged part of the iceberg, and that's the part that sent Titanic to the bottom, isn't it? So there's great power in there. That's how our unconscious mind works. That's where the power is. That's where we send our beliefs. That's where they live. Our deepest, deepest beliefs and desires. And they're the ones that are the automatic magnet and attraction to what happens to us in life. Who shows up? Who doesn't? What shows up and what doesn't? And because it's submerged, you don't always know what those beliefs and desires are unless you're willing to do the work and look at it and say, okay, where's my patterns? Well, my patterns is I never win anything. 
Now, did you notice my tone of voice? Because that's how it felt on the inside. Every time I'd see someone else win something, even if it was just a little plant, I didn't win it. And I didn't even want a plant, but I didn't win it. <laughs> so I started working through that. And there's a number of ways you can work on First, as I say, the first thing is noticing your patterns in life. The things that are working for you, well, <laughs> just rejoice in them. Um, celebrate those so that they expand. And then the, the patterns in your life that aren't working, those are the ones you can spend a little time on with changing. Now, there's a few ways you can do it. How many of you here have tried affirmations in your life? <laughs> Look at that. Almost every hand went up. Now, let's be honest. How many of you have had limited success with affirmations? A lot of hands went up. You know why? Because affirmations only work if they are congruent with your inner beliefs. So if I have a belief that I'm a winner and I affirm that, I'm only going to make winning larger in my life. But if I affirm I am a winner, I am a winner, I am a winner, I am a winner, and I don't believe that, boy, am I wasting my time. Except if I pay attention to what my mind is telling me. And this is where the beauty in affirmations are. It isn't in just saying it and knowing you're bringing it in. It's saying it and then listening. Because when I say I am a winner, I hear the little voice in the back of my mind going, you never win anything. And that is my cue to knowing that there's a belief in there. I might as well give up the affirmation on that one. I need deeper work. So what's deeper work? The one we most love to talk about here is prayer. Think about when you when you do an affirmation, you are affirming for yourself. You're, it, it, it's about you, right? When you go into prayer, who is it now about? You have opened your heart to God, to the universe, to all the energy out there. Because God, you know, I still have trouble saying that word not only to myself, but to you, because I know that a big percentage of you grew up in a traditional Christian church and you still picture the guy on the cloud. How many of you still have that pop into your head, whether you want to or not sometimes? So I love the universe because that reminds me that this is an energy field that is everywhere. It has created everything. It has created every bit of you. So God is everywhere. When we pray, it is no longer about us. It's about opening our heart to the energy everywhere and reconnecting with the possibility. Because if I affirm I am a winner and I don't believe that, but if I open my heart and say, okay, God, you know, I really would love to know what a winner I am. And you know what happened? Over time, I started noticing that was I winning these little 
um, drawings and things, no. But beautiful things were happening to me that I had never noticed before. I discounted those, that, that isn't really the, the way winning works. I limited it. But when I went to prayer, I quit limiting it. Now all of, I, all of a sudden I realize, wow, I am so blessed. Let's start with where we live in the world. We live in a place where everyone can find enough. Even if you're living on the street corner, you can find what you need. People will help you. Isn't that true? I could have been born in India, where I maybe starved to death. So I feel fortunate, right, that I was born into a society with abundance. And then I look at my own life. I was blessed early on with a passion of knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And so I went and did it, and I felt fulfilled. That's a huge gift. They don't come much bigger than that, do they? On knowing where you want to go in your life and going there. And then continuing to expand and continuing to be attracted to things that expanded me. And I recognized everywhere I go, I see gifts. So, you might ask now, how do I feel about being a winner? As long as I don't limit it to lotteries and drawings, I know I'm a winner. I know it because it's the truth of who I am. Think of some areas in your own life that just don't ever seem to go right, no matter what you do, no matter how many lottery tickets you buy. And of course, you can equate it to anything in your life where it's not quite working. I don't have enough blank in my life. Where are those patterns for you? Because those are the invitations to expand. And that is literally a God energy invitation of where you can expand as a person and be more of who you are. Now notice I didn't say be more. You're already everything that you are and need to be. So it's not a matter of who we are, it's a matter of how much we know we are. You are so much more magnificent, every one of you, than you now know. And I believe one of the reasons we're here on this planet is to awaken to that. Don, um, Don Jose Ruiz, that was his whole message of how magnificent we are. I could have listened to him for days because he is singing to my choir that that's really all it's about. Think about when you did something you weren't really proud of. And how did you feel about yourself? You kind of think less, don't you? And then think of times when you gave of yourself. You, um, you were generous, you were loving. And then how did you feel about yourself? 
that's the truth of who we all are. And when we know it, when we know it in our hearts, is it difficult to be generous? Is it difficult to be loving? No, it feels great, doesn't it? It feels fabulous. When my heart opens up, it's like, whoa, God, can I just live here all the time? And then life has a way of, you know, slapping you with some little thing, and you have to open your heart again <laughs> because it can slam shut. But the truth of who we are is love. That's all we are. And we are a creative way of showing it. There really is nothing more. And when I remember, well, let's start with when I forget. When I forget and I'm judging myself, then I look out at everybody else and guaranteed I'm judging you too. And then when I remember, oh yeah, I am love. And all I have to do is bask in that and it will naturally expand. And then when I look at you, I truly see the eyes of love. And I see you in your highest beautiful glow because I know that's who you really are, even if you're not feeling it, experiencing it, or expressing it at the moment. It's kind of like that old saying that I always loved is when they asked a little girl in her cute little Sunday dress why she was jumping into the manure. She says, with all this manure, there's got to be a pony in there somewhere. Sometimes we get so covered with the manure and worries and concerns of life that we forget what created the manure was the pony the little girl wanted. What we forget that what we created in life is just all the stuff that is inviting us to go deeper, to see love. Now, there are a billion definitions of love. No, that's not true. There are multi, multi, multi-billion definitions of love. There's no limit nor should there be. But if you ever prayed and you really felt like you opened your heart and you didn't get what you wanted, yeah, I know, you don't have to raise your hand because it's true for all of us. And sometimes I believe we limit that because we let those inner beliefs and desires rule the show. But there's another beautiful thing that we're given, and it's called grace. Have you ever really thought about grace? I mean, spend some time just thinking about what is grace. And I realized I'd lived with this, with this thought for a long time, but what was it really? And so I actually even looked it up. And the definition I got was so beautiful. It was the free an unmerited bestowal of gifts. Free, unmerited. They're just mine for no good reason. Isn't that lovely? 
And so when we can't see for ourselves, when we're feeling limited, when we're feeling stuck, we can always call for grace. I, through my trainings, um, I learned a beautiful word called rhizomatic. Who knows what rhizomatic means? It is um, how, how it's usually taught is in plants. Many plants are rhizomatic because they have a root system that sneaks out under the ground and pops up in all kinds of places. And it means that this plant, even though the shoots that come above the ground are far from each other, they're all connected. Well, energy is rhizomatic, isn't it? Love is rhizomatic. It is everywhere. And so when we tap into prayer, when we tap into the possibility of grace, we never know where it's going to pop up. Isn't that a lovely thought? And it's unmerited and free. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to decide we deserve it today. We may open our hearts and accept. And as we open our hearts and accept, it can expand our awareness of the love that we are. And if I'm not feeling loving with me, I can only dole it out to you in little tiny bits if I'm, in a, you know, if I'm trying really hard. But if I'm feeling loving in myself, I can just express it out in every direction and blanket everyone with it. Can you feel it right now? It's really easy with you guys. So I believe this mirror is such a gift to us, even when we don't know, like what it's mirroring, because it gives us that peak of where we're not knowing love, where we're not believing love. And there are so many beautiful ways when we open our hearts that can pop up anywhere to show you how better to love, how better to expand your awareness that love is everything, to expand your awareness of your true magnificence, even if you did something you're not proud of another day. This came up for me this summer, I had a really tough summer. And it seemed like however many projects and things were going on, however hard I tried, nothing was working. You ever had a season like that where it's just like, I, the harder I try, the worse it gets? And this summer was that way for me. And I kept asking, what is this about, God? What, what am I doing? Am I, 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 I need to try harder. Well, that wasn't the answer, let me tell you. Because at the end of the summer, then I finally went camping with my girlfriends. And this is a special time we go every year. And this is the time when we, where we can relax and enjoy and laugh. We play cards late into the night and sit in front of the campfire. It's wonderful. This year didn't go so well. Surprise, surprise. And because I had whipped myself, I know now, so hard all summer and tried so hard, and then my relaxed time wasn't going as planned, 
I lost my temper, and it wasn't pretty. And I lost them on my beloved girlfriends. I don't think I've ever done that before. You know how it's easy to lose your temper with a spouse or a, or a coworker or a boss or something like that? But how many of you lose your temper with your friends? Not very often, huh? And so I had to, I, I was devastated that I had done that. And first I wanted, I, you know, I'm human. First I wanted to blame them. It was their fault. It was their fault, you know? I mean, I wouldn't have had to lose my temper if they hadn't done something stupid. You never think like that now, do you? And then I had to sit on it and go, what's the truth of this? I know I have a part in it. And so I tried to just force that into what is my part. And I wasn't even able to do that. And I, so I had to just be with it for a while and pray with it. And it started showing itself to me. And the truth of it was how I exploded on them is how I had been treating myself all summer. Oh, it's not going well. Work harder, try harder. And I was doing this to me. So of course it exploded out on someone else. So then of course my next move was, oh yeah, I see now. Now it's time for some forgiveness. And now I would love to tell you that you can say, I forgive you and it's all done. But is it always that easy? Forgiveness is often a process. And forgiveness is a beautiful process if we understand that it doesn't just happen overnight sometimes. It is a process that is so worthy to work through. And so I am still in the process of forgiving myself, but I tell you, it got a lot easier when I recognized how, how nasty I was being to me. And I first started there and said, Robin, I am so very sorry. So the beauty of mirrors is they give us so many opportunities. I love that song that Eric did about the man in the mirror. We can change, we can expand. But if we do it with trying really hard, if we, try, if we do it from pushing ourselves, it's, it's like trying to swim upstream. It's hard to make any progress and it's frustrating and then you could believe him that you can do it. Whereas instead, if you look in the mirror and say, oh, this is my opportunity to open my heart to seeing where I can expand my awareness of who I am. Now it's a whole new day. And when I see my magnificence, when I forgive me, you guys are all a piece of cake. You're easy. You're easy to love. You're easy to forgive. I can see any sort of bad thing, quote, in society, and I can love it. You know, I'm sure a lot of you are following the politics right here, right now, right? 
what's going on. And I actually had a phone call of someone asking me if I would mention this because they were struggling, not so much with um, what was right and wrong, but how everyone was coming up and saying, ain't it terrible? That's just terrible what they're doing. Isn't that terrible? And she says, I'm trying to practice love here. How do I get step out of that level of ain't it terrible back to where spiritually I want to be? And I loved that question. I just thought that was a magical question. Because my mentor taught a long time ago, and I saw her play it, and I'll, I'll tell you the scenario, is one of, she was in ministerial school, one of the other students came to her and said, um, I need help, my daughter's in the hospital because she tried to commit suicide. And you know what my mentor said? She said, good things are trying to happen. We're so quick to judge, aren't we? We're so quick to judge something good or bad or going the right direction or not going the right direction. And because of the opening of hearts that she helped, this woman, this was many years ago, this woman is soaring today with a large, happy family. She wouldn't, she's in such a different place. So actually that was a gift for her to hit her, hit the end of her rope so she could turn in a new direction and open her heart. The same is true of politics. Good things are trying to happen. Now, what, that, what are they? I don't know. I'm too close to the forest. I can't see the trees yet. I'll bet you you can't either. We can guess. We can judge. And sometimes we might be correct. Other times, maybe not. But we can always, when remember good things are trying to happen, we can always go back to the place of knowing that love is present. And from that place, we're inviting grace. We're inviting the spirit of prayer, the spirit of love. So this week, I invite you to look at your mirror. What is it mirroring to you? And you can even ask, show me. I need to know more because I want to expand. I want to expand not in who I am, but I want to expand in my awareness of who I am. And then take a peek in your own mirror. And if you like what you see, time to celebrate. Time to cheer. Time to say, thank you, God. More, please. And if you don't like what you see, there is your invitation to look at that. Pray, call on grace, and see what pops up in your life that helps you learn to expand to be more of who you truly are. Because we are all love, nothing more. All we are is love. And in case you didn't hear that, you are love. You are love, nothing more. And that's what we're here to spread in this world. We start in our hearts. We expand with our loved ones. 
we expand even more with our spiritual community because in my dark moments, you guys remind me. And in your dark moments, I hope I'm there to remind you. We need each other. We are all rhizomatic. We are all popping out from all over. We are connected. And when we share that with each other, we are expanding love in unknown ways. You never know where those little things are gonna pop up. So this week, be a mirror. Be a mirror of love because that's who you are.